And that is the debut single all the way back to 1997 from my guest, Gil Grand. Famous first words. We'll hear that great song a bit later on in the show. Uh, that is from the album of the same name uh, that kickstarted things for Gil Grand. Still going strong today with uh, his own music and some tribute shows he does. And now he's adding to all the stuff he does musically, he's adding the Gil Grand Country Music Tours which will take you to all kinds of uh, country music venues, starting with Nashville in early March. We'll get all the details on that. And uh, we'll also hear a song that he has recorded of Conway Twitties, because, of course, he's done a tribute show one night with Conway that has gone over extremely well with country music fans. Uh, we'll talk about all that and play those great songs here on the show. Without further ado, let's welcome Sudbury's own Gil Grand. Hey, Gil. Hey, how's it going? It is going wonderful. It's so great to have you back on the show and all these exciting things to talk about. Well, I appreciate uh, you having me back on the show. Yeah, there's there's been a lot going on since the last time we had a chance to chat. Absolutely. You've been keeping quite busy. Let's first talk about the success you've had with One Night with Conway. Anybody who hasn't actually got out to one of these shows that you've done in a lot of places uh, probably has mm. seen some clips online, and I was blown away by how much you sound like Conway when you are singing his songs and, and doing the Conway voice. Yeah, it's it's funny, you know, because it's it's really not what I set out to do when I decided I would do a Conway. I just loved Conway Twitty's music. And uh, I guess we have a similar tone in our voices, and it really wasn't until even after I went into the studio, I recorded a five-song a uh, little EP of, of some of my favorite Conway songs. And it wasn't until I was in the recording studio and starting to listen back in the control room, how I, I started thinking like, it, that's, it sounds a little like Conway actually, doesn't it? We were kind of joking <laughs> about it. And then, uh, and it just started to kind of take, I don't know, take shape. And and then I started really enjoying kind of seeing the reactions from people when I could tell they were kind of connecting the two and saying, Oh, you know what? <laughs> Like, it doesn't look like Conway, but if you close your eyes, it sounds like Conway a little, you know. And so that, that to me, was mm-hmm. a little extra bonus because, you know, you really want to try to, I don't know, deliver something that's going to be as close to, obviously, you know, what Conway was able to do with his music and his, his wonderful voice. So. Absolutely. I'm I'm a huge fan of Conway's and what a great show for people to catch because they're you know they're you're taking the to that place in the sound of Conway's great songs yeah. and doing it so well with your voice. How did you feel uh in the Conway mode on stage Gil? Did you feel extra confidence, extra sexy? What is the Conway persona? <laughs> uh what does it feel like <laughs> when you put it on? You, you, yeah, you definitely need to put it on if you're going to sell that idea for sure because Conway had some <laughs> sex appeal to to spare, you know, women just went crazy when that guy was on stage. I've been to a I've been to a Conway Twitty concert actually. It was one of the first times I was able to take my mom and dad and my grandmother to a, their first concert. They'd never been to a live concert before and it was at the Sudbury wow. Arena, my hometown in Sudbury and Conway was playing there and I took them out and uh and it was it was unbelievable. Those women were losing their minds, you know, when we walked out on the stage. And so, um, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it, I mean, his songs, you know, even if you listen to them, uh, even lyrically, you know, his songs are very suggestive. <laughs> uh, I think that's the perfect right. word for, for Conway's yeah. music. And, uh, but I mean, yeah, it was just a whole thing that worked for him. And, 
it, it makes it a whole lot more fun than singing Gil Grant songs. <laughs> That's one thing I realized. I was like, hey, wait a minute. These songs are, these songs are, it's such a whole different thing than, you know, my career where I've spent singing my music and uh, just a different, you know, it's interesting to have an opportunity mm-hmm. to kind of step into somebody else's shoes and sing their music and get a little bit of a feeling of what it might have been like to be someone like Conway Twitty, you know. For sure. I, of course, know his classics. I grew up listening to, to Conway. Um, and I followed his career, of course, as it went on to the 80s uh, with songs like That's My Job, which is such a beautiful song. Yeah. Uh, crazy in mm-hmm. Love, which I don't know if it was a big hit, but it's a beautiful song. Bring back the days when we were crazy in yeah. love. Goodbye Time. His career really did so yeah. well at extending from the start to uh, well into the 80s with contemporary stuff. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, he definitely had that sound. And then, you know, some of those songs you mentioned, you know, Goodbye, or Goodbye Time, you know, uh, is a, just a great song. And I know James Dean Hicks, you probably know James Dean. You probably met him before, too, and I've written with him before. And just to be able to have awesome. somebody like Conway record one of your songs, you know, or Gary Burr with That's My Job, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah. Conway goes back to, I mean, the songs, you know, back when he lived in, generally he lived for a time in Hamilton. Ontario, and he was I didn't actually know that. wrote. Wow! Yeah, he wrote "It's Only Make Believe" in Hamilton, and and uh, and he you know he had that whole. He was trying to be Elvis, is what he was wanting to be early in his career, you know. Um, and so, like, because he had that thing, everybody wanted to be Elvis, <laughs> right back then. So, um, so he had yeah. he had more of that kind of that you know rock and roll kind of thing going on, and he changed and he, it evolved and it turned into more of a you know, mature, you know, sounding sex thing that he, he turned into, you know, which is pretty amazing transformation. But yes, his his music just continued on and on. It didn't matter what he sang, man. People loved it. Absolutely. Do you have a favorite uh, song of Conway's Gill that you enjoy performing, whether it's because it's a ballad and it's beautiful or it's one of the sexy songs that uh, that has that vibe to it? I mean, I like, I love coming out on stage. I open the show with Hello, Darling, you know, which is probably the most recognizable mm-hmm. song that, that he's got. And so, I mean, it's cool to have the band on stage and uh, the lights kind of down and, and the, the keyboard just kind of plays a chord. And then I'll just say, Hello, Darling. And the crowd goes crazy. Right. It was crazy. Right? <laughs> and so that's, that's a fun thing to come out and sing that. And uh, but I think my favorite song to sing is "Don't Take It Away," because it has nice. the he talks he talks those verses you know it's like I've been looking for you mm-hmm. all night long, darling you know and and so it it you know you, you get to play that <laughs> role again a little bit and it it's just so much fun yeah. man I just I enjoy doing that show. Incredible, <laughs> um, that show is uh, going on. Uh, is ongoing, and people can check it out, of course, if they want, or they can ask you about it, mm-hmm. how to bring it uh, yeah. to a venue near them. Uh, a couple other ones you've got going on as well, which people can book, and they, they can either attend the show, or uh, I guess they can reach out to you to actually book these shows at a venue? Absolutely. You can go to my website. It's all it's all accessible at gilgrand.com. So if you come to my website, uh, you know, you can see on there, there's a couple of shows that I'm doing. I do a, a a country music legends show, which I'm calling the grand tour. <laughs> I get to use that word for, for, a, you know, uh, in the correct way. So I'm doing the grand tour, which is like, a nice. you know, some of my favorite 
artists from George Jones to and I do Conway Twitty in the Legends show. And then the new thing that I'm doing also that people want to book and we haven't touched on this yet, but is the nineties nineties country show. So I do a night of nineties mm-hmm. country, which I mean I'm sure you've heard, but nineties country is big again. People love nineties music and it's it's a fad. Yeah. You know, people are coming out and that's more of a fun thing, you know, th- those songs are you know, when I do the 90s show, it's definitely, it definitely has its place. I, I'm, I'm seeing where people are booking that show for, um, you know, like uh, dances and community halls or fairs or festivals, that type of a thing where it's, you know, just get up, dance. And people, you know, it's the line dancing era. So, I mean, people are dancing to all that stuff and line dancing and stuff. So it's it's a bit, it's different than the, the Conway show that I do or the Legend show because that seems to be more of a sit-down, show that people are are seeing at a theater or a corporate that kind of a thing you know so yeah i kind of got both things covered because the 90s some wonderful music in the 90s you know 90s yeah it was such a great time in country music a really uh defined sound when we hear a song we we know it's hey that's a 90s song and uh yeah. a lot of you know there's luke combs who was doing kind of a throwback to some that type of Country music. Uh, let's talk about some of those artists from the 90s. I mean, we had Travis Tritt, Clint Black, Brooks and Dunn, Lone mm-hmm. Star, uh, Garth Brooks, of course, huge in the 90s. I mean, it was just so many of the great artists came out of that era. Oh, my goodness. It's on and on and on and on. Vince, you know, you yeah. know Vince Gill and Mark Chestnut and all of that stuff go right down real country stuff. You know, Alan Jackson, everybody was mm-hmm. having great success in the 90s. And um, so, yeah, it's, that's a, you know, just a lot of great songs. And, you know, ironically, uh, my music is from the 90s. <laughs> so it's a perfect fit. <laughs> so because my, my first single came out in 90, 97, my famous first words CD, which was, you know, brand new and the debut of my recording career. So I, I got the opportunity back then when I was signed to, to Sony Nashville to actually tour with a lot of these artists, uh, like, like Tracy Bird and Mark Chestnut and Joe Diffie and these guys and get to uh, experience that firsthand. It was a great time. What was it like when you first heard famous first words and the first few times, and you know, that started to catch on. Obviously it was a big hit and it was on CMT, the video. Uh, Mm -hmm. What was that feeling like knowing that uh, this debut single was doing so well for you? I mean, I mean, it's, it's an incredible feeling to actually just to hear your song on the radio. Cause that, that was my very first single. So it, it would have been the first time that I had the opportunity to, you know, turn the radio on and listen to a country station and have my song come on the air. And so it's a, it's a surreal feeling. It's something I'll never forget. I was still living back in Sudbury, Ontario, where I'm from, you know, and uh, I hadn't yeah. completely transitioned over to Nashville cause we had just recorded the, I was just commuting back and forth and just recorded the album and the things were just all coming together. So I just, I remember back then it was listening to our, our country station with CIGM and we had some great on air personalities, Chris Johnson and Scott Overton. I still remember all that stuff. And those guys were, were supportive of me when I was singing in talent shows and, you know, just, just kind of creating my, my own, you know, career and stuff. So to hear to hear it on the radio is something you know I'll never I'll never forget, and it's still today. It's always nice to, you know, you could be you know driving along and something, and it'll you know a song will pop on, and it'll you know I'll still hear it once in a while, you know. 
luckily. Mm. People still play my songs <laughs> in there. It's nice. <clears throat> yeah. Pretty awesome. And how amazing yeah. is it that from your family, uh, not only are you an amazing country singer, but you've got a brother, Jake Matthews, who is an amazing country singer, two from one family. Yeah. What are the odds of that? Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't. I mean, you know, it's not an it's not uncommon, really, if you think about, uh, you know, family harmonies and a lot of there are probably usually if there's one singer in the family, there's probably another one or two, um, most likely, you know, if it runs in the in the blood and the genetics and everything. So, I mean, I guess it's probably more unusual for two people to pursue a career in it and maybe you know have some success doing it, but. Uh, Mm-hmm. Um, it's been fun. I mean, it's it's cool to have Jake do that and and watch his career. And he and I have done things together, which has been, you know, great too. And um, yeah, I don't know if I've ever told you this story. I won't just. I'll try and make it quick. But I mean, my dad, you know, he used to he used to work at Leon's in Sudbury, and he was you know sell furniture. And he was working one day in the uh, in television department. So he, there was, this is when the big flat screen started coming and stuff like that. So he had, he would leave the TV on CMT playing all the time. And, <laughs> the, and he was telling me a story where a couple had come in, they were looking at a TV. And just then, right at that time, my one of my videos came on CMT. He said, hey, that's my son, Gil. And they're like, no way. And he's like, yeah. And they were like, that's cool and everything. And they were talking. They thought that was great. And no word of a lie, right after my video played, Jake's video came on CMT and he said, Hey, oh my that's God. my other son, Jake. <laughs> like, oh, you're full of crap. And they didn't, and then it was like, they, did, they didn't believe him. And they thought that was just a that's funny, hilarious. just a funny circumstance. Yeah, yeah, I know. I thought that's a pretty funny that story. Is, yeah, that's my son and that's my son. Uh, wow. Yeah. That is so cool. Yeah. Um, I'm not buying anything. Another from song you. that you did. <laughs> What's that? Is it kind of like, we're not buying anything from you? They couldn't believe him after that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that is amazing. Another song that you did, uh, which was a cover song, which I love because you've got so many original songs and so many great songs, mm-hmm. but the cover song, uh, Break It to Them Gently. And you did an amazing yeah. video for it as well. People can still see on mm-hmm. YouTube. But tell me a bit about choosing that song because you did such a great job on it. I love that song before uh, from Burton yep. Cummings, and I love your version of it. Well, thank you. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really the only song that I ever did a cover of in, in all of the songs I've recorded. And, it, you know, I just loved it. I love that song. It wasn't, uh, you know, it, it, I mean, I wanted to do something that and cover something that was done from a, a Canadian artist also. And so obviously, you know, Burton Cummings being a, a legendary Canadian artist. So that was perfect to do that. And, uh, and it wasn't a, a far stretch to record something like that, you know, where it wouldn't sound you know, it was pretty country sounding, really. Even his version, mm-hmm. to me, you know, we, we yeah. really didn't, didn't change it a whole lot. Um, and so I just thought it was a cool, a cool song, and uh, worked with uh, Jason Berry on that one and uh, Rick Hutt, you know, back in, back in those days, and they recorded that song. And uh, you know, Jason's, you know, both of those guys are, are very successful. I'm sure you come across them all the time in in your interviews with yeah, other artists sure. that have. Worked with Jason, and but uh, yeah, yeah, they did name comes up a lot. Recording it, and and uh, there was a that was a I love singing that song. People still request it all the time when I do shows. Let's uh, turn to famous first words, which was your debut single and the title of your album yeah. from 1997, as we mentioned. And tell me just maybe something about the song or the first time you heard it and chose to record it. Mm-hmm. Was it just one of those songs that you heard uh, at that time when you were listening to other songs or writing songs that I got to record this one? 
I mean, a little bit of all of that. You know, it, it was um, – so I was working with the, the producer on that record is Byron Hill, which, again, has produced, you know, a lot of Canadian stuff. He, you know, he's done a lot of Gord Bamford songs and that. Uh, so people know Byron, but uh, he he uh, produced uh, and helped get my record deal back then. So he worked on this album, and it was something that he had co-written with um, – uh, I'm trying to remember Mark Hiller or something. I can't remember who he wrote it with right now, but but anyways, Byron is who played that song for me, and uh, it's interesting because he, you know, being a songwriter and also being the guy who was producing the record, didn't want to seem like he, you know, he he didn't want to put himself in the position where I, you know, felt obligated to record songs that he had written. You know, he didn't want to have that. Uh, so he he never told me which songs he wrote. He would play songs for me. You know, I never knew who the writers were. So it just it, it just turned out that I ended up recording several of the songs he had actually written. I just I gravitated to them, and I thought they were great songs. And I at that time, you know, George Strait was a big influence on me too. And and if you you know, famous first words is something definitely George Strait probably could have recorded. In fact, a lot of people, mm-hmm. and I've heard this throughout my career. A lot of people thought it was a George Strait song, you know, uh, a lot of, uh, so it's kind of, you know, it was very similar to that. And uh, so I, I, I love the style of the song and obviously, you know, it, uh, it was a great song to have as a debut and open some doors for me. And, uh, it'll always be, you know, that special song for those reasons. So let's hear it now. This is Gil Grand with famous first words here on In the Country. First words 
And that is my guest, Gil Grand, Famous First Words, his song from 1997. Still a great song. And as you were talking there about uh, the George Strait vibe to it, I was actually mm-hmm. thinking about that and was going to mention it, that it, it definitely is a song that I could hear George Strait singing, the melody and the lyrics. Uh, but you got the song, of course. And uh, that would you call that your <laughs> signature song? Is that the one that you've got to perform yeah. at every show, Gil? Oh, definitely. Um, yeah, I, it's definitely the song for me that – people seem to recognize um a lot and so you know they associate that song with me and and that's that's great you know i remember when i first came out with that single and um i was in nashville and we were doing fanfare and i was in a booth you know if anybody knows what that works like looks like it's like you come to fanfare and all the recording artists would be in these booths and then there would be long long lineups in every booth uh for people to get you know, either they work for radio stations or they're going to record liners or they were going to get an autograph or what have you and stuff like that. And I remember being uh, in a booth in a booth, and nobody, you know, I didn't have a whole lot of people in my lineup because I just <laughs> come up with a brand new single and nobody knew who I was. But I had I had Garth Brooks in the line beside me and uh, and I had George Jones in the line and another line over there. And uh, <laughs> can you imagine that? And then. Their lines, their lines were quite lengthy, uh, although I don't think George stayed for very long in his booth. But uh, I remember him saying to me uh, when I got to meet him that he said, you know, I asked him if he could give me any advice at all because I was just starting out and everything. And he told me, he said, if you, because the only thing I'm going to tell you is if you're going to record a song, make sure you only record songs that you're ready to sing a million times and for 50 years because you never know which one is going to be that song that's going to be a big hit and that people are going to, you know, so make sure you love everything you, you sing. And I thought that was pretty interesting. And he was probably talking about, she, he stopped loving her today, I'll bet, because I can't imagine how many times he would have sang that song. Oh, exactly. Um, but I, think, I think he loved singing it every time. So I, that was some good advice. Yeah. I remember when that song came out or maybe I, I was probably reading an article after the fact, but that uh, I think it might have been George that thought the song was, it was him or, or someone else thought the song was too morbid, too sad initially. Yeah. Which I it is, know. of course. I mean, it, it's pretty, <laughs> yeah, they were right. No, but uh, it was obviously back then, though, you know, that was what country music was all about, man. Like it was hurting music. If you could, if you can you know, get to somebody's heartstrings and just, and he could, man, with anything he sang, that was a, that was a perfect country song. Definitely. And it ranks at the top of uh, so many charts as the number one country song of all time, especially from that time period. And I'm a huge fan, just as I am of Conway's from back in the day of George Mm -hmm. as well. And uh, loved all the stuff he did. And again, the stuff he continued to do, um, throughout the 80s, you know, through his whole recording mm-hmm. career. He just had uh, so many great songs. Yeah. And his voice well, made them great. I several of his songs, you know, like on, on my Legends show, which is called The Grand Tour, which, of course, was one of his big hits. And uh, I love singing that song, and he's got Loving Her Today, and uh, just, you know, The Race Is On, and just fun songs, oh, yeah. White Lightning, 
<laughs> you know, George is <laughs> awesome. One of my favorites. He could do much like Hank Williams and maybe like many country artists, but those two I, I'm thinking of that could do the mm-hmm. fun songs like Hey, Good Looking on Hank's side and George, yeah. The Race is On and those novelty songs, I guess. But then they could also do the ones that pulled at your heartstrings. They could go at both um, ends of the music. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's interesting that you say that because, yeah, yeah it's, it's like they're very well-rounded when it came to that. They could they could pretty much – That's how, that shows you how good they were as far as um, – you know, relaying a song and, and like singing and, and, and reaching people because I mean, they could just do, they could sing anything, anything. And it was believable. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Believable is a great word. Uh, whatever the context yeah. they were, the theme they were singing about. Um, let's turn yeah. to something really exciting going on, which is still of course connected mm-hmm. to music, but this is your new venture, Gil yeah. Grand country music tours. Um, I'll let you tell us all about it, but the first one is coming up uh, to Nashville. March 5th yeah. through March 10th. And I know you've got yeah, a lot sure. of things. It's more than just a tour. There's so many there's yeah. other components to it. Uh, to, mm-hmm. I'll let you uh, tell us all about this, Gil. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's definitely something I wanted. I've wanted to do this at some point in my life also for, for the longest time. And I'm so glad that I've got the opportunity. And, it's again, it's crazy how things come around. But I met some great people. I was doing a show in uh, – in, uh, Little Rock, uh, Hot Springs, uh, in Arkansas, and uh, so and I met uh, I met some people from Little Rock Tours, and they own a touring company, and uh, we hit it off, and and I talked, told them about my vision and my dream, and I said, you know, I've always wanted to to bring busloads of people from Canada to Nashville and to Branson, Missouri, and to you know uh, Graceland, you know, in Memphis, do these these country music experiences. I said, there's so many great country music fans in Canada. And I said, I remember, you know, when I lived in Sudbury and this was before, this was early on in my career, there was a gentleman by the name of Bill Rivers who had a a touring company called Rivers Tours and the Country Music Travelers. And those guys were taking busloads of people to Nashville and, uh, and, and having fun. And, And I thought, man, what a great idea. And, um, so here I am now and I've got that opportunity. I partnered up with the Little Rock Tours and we have our first tour that's going to leave um, from Aurelia, from Casino Rama on March the 5th. And uh, we've got uh, people from Sudbury area that are going to co- uh, come on there and then from Aurelia area. And then we're also going to pick up, uh, have a pickup in Mississauga. And so we're going to load the bus up and uh, come to Nashville. And then it, that's where it all begins. Like not only... It begins as soon as you step onto the bus. That was my whole point because I'm going to actually perform on this bus. I'm going to ride with the passengers, sing some songs. We're going to do some country music trivia. We're going to do some country karaoke sing-along stuff. We're going to just have a great experience. And then when we get to Nashville, they're going to stay at the Opryland Hotel, which is – I'm sure you've been oh, there. Wow. It's incredible. The Opryland Hotel is just Amazing. beautiful. Yeah. So they're – yeah, they're staying at the Opryland Hotel. I'm going to take them on a VIP tour – of the Grand Ole Opry. We have tickets to the Grand Ole Opry for everybody. We're going to the show backstage. Mm-hmm. We're going to watch the curtain rise from the stage, watch the show. And then wow. um, we're going to go to the Wild Horse Saloon, and we're going to do some line dancing lessons and eat lunch at the Wild Horse, go to, go to the Country Music Hall of Fame. And then I'm going to put on a Country Legends show, a big old concert at the Nashville Palace mm-hmm. for everybody. All of this is inclusive in the tour. 
and uh, come on back, oh and then we're going to do it again and again. Yeah, and I mean it's a it's a great thing. We just started, you know, putting it up uh, for sale, but we, we you know our tickets got to sell, uh, you know, well, the, till the end of January here, um, and they're available. Our friends at uh, Pure Country 106 in Aurelia are supporting this with us, and Pure Country 91.7 in Sudbury. If you go to their website, you can click on it and buy your tickets from there, or you can go to Gilgrand dot com and of course I have the links there and people can purchase tickets uh, on there as well and uh, it's it's going to be incredible so much fun it sounds amazing the whole experience from the first steps on the bus to uh, hit it, heading to Nashville and uh, mm. of course uh, we'll remind everybody as you mentioned till uh, they've got till the end of January January thirty first to reserve those spots uh, March. Fifth through the Mar- through March tenth, amazing. Absolutely, yeah. It's it's uh you know the, the tickets are selling now. So I mean people do need to get on and reserve their tickets and everything. Yeah. We do have ten VIP uh, VIPs available, seven now. <laughs> but so if people want to pick a little <laughs> extra, get a VIP, uh, you know they got to do it right away. But uh, it's, I mean just it's just got a lot of fun lined up, and uh, I mean that's not even to mention just going down and hanging out on lower Broadway and going down to all the honky tonks and listening to all the music down there. And, you know, there's so much mm-hmm. to do. It's, it's such a fun place. An amazing experience for anybody who's been to Nashville before and wants to see maybe a little more or have a, a guided yeah. tour, but especially for somebody, you know, who hasn't been down there before, uh, this will be a yeah. trip of a lifetime. And, and uh, yeah, don't hesitate on those tickets because they will go fast. So yeah, anytime now head to those websites that Gil mentioned, including gilgrand.com to get your tickets now uh of course it's gilgrand country music tours uh so this is Mm -hmm. one of them tell us about some of the other ones coming up some of the other places that uh people are going to be able to have a tour with you too well those are supposed to be surprises (laughs) but uh maybe i can give a little hint i mean some of the things that i do want some of the things that i do want to put together we are working on on several different ideas and you know obviously even we just had Christmas, obviously, and, uh, you know, another thing, people need to experience going to the Opryland Hotel and seeing what it's like during Christmas time. So even as far as next year, we're already talking about bringing people in for that experience because it's, it's beautiful and all the lights at the Opryland Hotel and everything's just in, incredible. But uh, some of the other things, like I kind of mentioned, I think um, – we would like to take some people to Memphis, which is not that far from Nashville. So we do like a, a Nashville and then Memphis and go to Graceland. We go to, you know, we could go to, um, uh, well, maybe even as far as Hot Springs, Arkansas, because of our partners with Little Rock. And they got, it's a great destination to go to. Uh, and Branson, Missouri, a bunch of those places. But some of these things are going to be even just within Canada. And those are kind of what the surprises are going to be. Oh, and you're nice. going to have to stay tuned on that because we are going to be, organizing some of Canada's biggest country events, which you guys just have to start thinking about what those could be because some of them are pretty obvious, but we're going to be bringing busloads of people and fans, whether it's from the West coast to the East to the West to to take part in some of the biggest country music experiences in Canada so that they can ride along with us and, uh, and take that stuff in. This is so amazing. I love it because not only is it uh, the tour guided by you, but then everybody, you know, when you're part of a group uh, on a trip and on an excursion and a tour, uh, you, you bond yeah. with the other people on it. So you're experiencing something that, you know, if you went to alone, that's one thing. But 
you're sharing with a group of yeah. people, including yourself, which heightens the experience, right? Yeah, and you don't have to drive. <laughs> you just hang on. That's you it. hang in the bus, and you and you have a couple of beverages, and you hang out with some great people, and you sing along, and you, yeah. you know, you have a good time, right? It's 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 it sounds like a lot of fun, you know, and, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, I, I'm I'm excited about it. It's just another thing that uh, I'm looking forward to, and it's we're right in it. I mean, I can't believe it's happening. Sometimes you know you. You you look forward to things and you hope they come together and this is one of those things for me and um, I'm excited that it's right around the corner we're we're selling tickets right now. That's amazing and of course um, I'll keep posting uh, for those listening mm-hmm. on my In the Country Facebook page. We'll post the updates on other tours, but this one especially I'll be posting yeah. more. You know, continue to post the details so new people can see it and we'll remind other people mm-hmm. who haven't quite uh, made that purchase yet. So we'll keep doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, so Sudbury to Nashville, Gil, um, tell, tell us about life in Nashville. Yeah. What, is, what is the best part or what are some of the best parts for you of having a life in Nashville? Well, I mean, Nashville has, is, is changing incredibly. I mean, it's, it's so popular. You know, it's like the most popular destination, I think, in the United States right now. It's, it's, it's absolutely blown up and it's become very... Um, I mean, you know, some of the restaurants now that are opening, hotels are going up everywhere. And, uh, I mean, it's caught on. It's like a wildfire. It's crazy. People are just, like, flocking to Nashville. And it's the uh, – I mean, I don't know how else to explain it. Like, I've been here now, you know, since 97. But, so, I mean, obviously I've seen a lot of changes. But even just the last, you know, just the last 10 years has – has been incredible uh, to see uh, the transformation and the popularity of uh, of Nashville as a as a destination to go visit. And so, I mean, I guess for me though, it's like you know when you live here and you, and you kind of get to know some of the things that go on that maybe aren't on a flyer or a tourism package or something like that because you're right. you're here and so you kind of know some of the back back scenes and stuff like that. And so I plan on doing that. Too. Like we're going to do some sightseeing and go look at some of the singers, uh, famous country singers' houses. Like you know, I, like I literally live down the street from where Dolly Parton lives, and then Dirk Bentley and uh, you know, a um, whole bunch of people. Trisha Yearwood is just not too far from here. <laughs> it's crazy. It's oh, a weird thing to, to say, but yeah, I know. But uh, yeah. you know, stuff like that. Wow. Stuff like that is what you know we're going to do. Yeah. Mm. Have you, obviously being in Nashville, you're going to see a lot of country music performers and artists over the, over the years, obviously, but is there yeah. anybody that uh, has been in a, a special thrill for you to meet in person? Because, I mean, there's probably so many of them because you've heard them on the radio and <laughs> grew up listening to in a lot of cases. Uh, but anybody that, that comes to mind that was a big deal to meet or made you nervous at all? <laughs> um, Man, I've been fortunate to meet some great legends of country music. And again, we're going back to that because it's really, it's really my passion and what I'm, what, you know, I've, I've even my own music has, is traditional country music. And uh, so that's what I grew up on. That's what I love. It's what I still listen to today. So I have to say, you know, I was very, very fortunate in my career to have the opportunity to share the stage with, um, two of my favorite artists. One was Merle Haggard, and another was Buck Owen. 
And so I, nice. having the opportunity, yeah, having the opportunity to meet both of those uh, gentlemen was incredible. And, I, and you know, to be able to even sit down with them and on the bus and just have conversation with them and, and do a show together, you know, those are, those are memories that, you know, you can't ever, I mean, I don't know how I'm ever going to beat that. So, um, you know, uh, those are my favorite moments for sure. If you're going to, in that context, for sure. Now, what about advice, Gil? You mentioned earlier George Jones gave you that advice about, you know, only recording songs you would want to sing for a long time because it might become a hit and you you might have to. What advice, piece of advice do you have for somebody listening who's an artist, maybe starting out or maybe just a couple of few years into their career? Uh, General advice Mm -hmm. on enjoying their career, uh, finding success in it, whatever you'd like to pass on to them. Well, I think I think what's really important is uh, is is your personality too. I think if you have the right personality and you have the right mindset to do something, and along with the talent, of course, I'm but I'm talking about somebody who, you know, is is got the ability to compete in this business. I think I think being kind and being personable and being outgoing, which a lot so many of these artists are, and, and especially a lot of the Canadian artists that we know, you know, they're just good, good people. And I think that really, really helps. I think that's the first and foremost, you have that. And then that's going to open doors because it's going to attract people who want to be with you in this business that can help you further along your business. And so that it it, it help each other. And I think, I think if you do those things, and then the next thing would be to try to be unique, try to be creative in, in a way where, you can kind of carve your own little your own little spot because there's so much music now. It's so accessible everywhere and so many people doing it that it's become a lot harder to stand out. And so mm-hmm. try to if you can find a way to do that, I think that's gonna help you as well. I think that's important. And again, I'm a songwriter. I pitch songs also for people. Uh so I believe in songwriting and I think a great song is still one of the most important things for any artist, no matter how unique or how great they are. They're nothing without a great song. So look for mm-hmm. look for great music. If you don't write it, there are people who write them, and uh, but get your hands on some great music. Amazing advice, Gail. Thank you. Um, let's turn to, as we get set to wrap up here, but we have another song to play before we do that. Uh, and I'll let you tell a story behind it. Um, it's a Conway Twitty song, of course, because uh, we were talking about Conway earlier. This has never been this far yeah. before that you you recorded a CD with some Conway songs on it, and you, of course, do One yeah. Night with Conway, the tribute show. Uh, tell me about yep. this song and the story behind, and a story you have that goes with it. Well, that song for me, you know, it uh, I've, had, I've had a couple of different experiences that make it special one being um and it's completely separate from the other but i mean i had an opportunity back several years ago and i was i was opening a show for reba mcintyre at the saddle dome in calgary and uh and it was obviously a full house um not because of me (laughs) because of reba Uh, (laughs) but uh, uh, anyway but i was up there opening the show and i and i I mean, I started singing this song. It wasn't even wasn't even going to be something we were going to do. And I just started with my acoustic guitar and the band just kind of sat back and I kicked into this song um, because it was one of those 
things I, I felt was going to be, um, I don't know, it was just a special moment um, where I got the whole audience to sing the bomb, bomb, bomb. Is this that one part, you know, where in the nice. song where everybody, if you know that song, they all do that, right? And they all sing it with you. So it was a spe- I had the whole saddle dome singing that, those bomb, bomb, bomb parts before, you know, throughout the song. And, and for me, I guess the other part of it is that it, it, it reminds me of my grandmother. And my grandma is who earlier I was telling about taking them to see Conway uh, in the Sudbury Arena. And that was her favorite Conway song. And she would always love it every time I sang that song. And uh, mm-hmm. so every time I get to perform it now, uh, my grandmother's is, is passed away. But so now when I sing it, I think of her and it puts a smile on my face because she had always the biggest smile every time I sang that song. So it's special to me for that reason. And because of the experience that I, I felt at the Saddle Dome with all those people singing that also, and now I've got it recorded. And, you know, I'm, I feel very fortunate to be able to uh, have the opportunity to walk out on a stage and and sing the songs of Conway Twitty, um, you know, just because I love doing it, but it's nice to see people mm-hmm. who who appreciate it and, and love it as much as I do. And it's nice to know that they're out there yeah. and that want to still come out and see a live show and hear that kind of music. So it's pretty awesome. That is such a great experience you're giving them because you know, obviously we can't hear mm-hmm. the Conway these days, but uh, not a lot right. of people cover this kind of music as well. So the fact that they're yeah. getting to hear Conway songs exclusively at the One Night with Conway and, and the way you mm-hmm. do them so well, it's like you say, everybody in there is enjoying it because they love Conway. In a lot of cases, they grew up on it, whether directly as when Conway was around yeah. or through their grandparents maybe. Um, but yeah, they're yep. sharing in that experience, which is, which is awesome. Absolutely. Yep. Amazing. Um, let's hear that song now, uh, your version of the Conway Twitty classic, Never Been This Far Before. This is my guest, Gil Grand, on In the Country. I can almost hear the stillness as it yields to the sound of your heart beating. I can almost hear the echo of the thoughts that I know you must be thinking. And I can feel your body tremble as you wonder what this moment holds in store. No. 
And that is Sudbury's own Gil Grand. These days he calls Nashville home. He's been doing that a while. That song has never been this far before, a Conway Twitty classic, and one that Gil does in his show One Night with Conway. He also does uh, the Legends of Country Music called uh, The Grand Tour. He has one of One Night uh, of 90s Country. You can find all these shows at his website gilgrand.com to find out where they'll be or if you have a venue to book him into uh, you can do that as well contact him through his website and of course one of the main reasons we were here on the show the big uh, new venture Gil Grand Country Music Tours which you can uh, take part in March 5th through March 10th uh, to Nashville, Tennessee get your tickets uh, before the end of this month before the end of January at gilgrand.com uh, Gil, thank you so much for being here. What a great chance to catch up and to talk about all this great stuff going on with you. Man, I appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun as always. And, uh, yeah, thank you very much for allowing me the opportunity to talk about these things and uh, back with the country music tour thing. I mean, people have an opportunity, whether you're out in northern Ontario, because we're going to have pickup area in Sudbury. They'll be, you know, getting on the bus also in Orillia and then even all the way to Mississauga. So, I mean, anybody who's within yeah. an earshot of listening to Pure Country 106 or Pure Country 91.7, you know, is going to know about this. And uh, there's only 50 seats on a bus. <laughs> so, get you want to get Good there point. quick and, yeah. and get your tickets. It's going to be a lot of fun. And we'll, we'll be doing bunches of them, though. That's awesome. So exciting. Yeah. Uh, thanks again, Gil, for being here. And uh, great to share the songs that we did of yours. And um, look forward to uh, following all these new pursuits of yours. Thank you, Dave. Always a pleasure. Once again, my guest has been Gil Grand. I'm Dave Woods, and that'll wrap up this edition of In the Country. <laughs>